Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. All right, welcome back to another episode of welcome, The Stoop welcome. Sessions. Welcome back. I'm Eric Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Greer. And I'm Joel Kurz. And we're the Stoop Sessions. We're the Stoop, we're the stoop Sessions. That's right. The Stoop this Sessions. This is the Stoop Sessions. We're having this regular is, conversations yeah. about ministry in the inner city on the Stoop. Yeah. And today, uh, Eric, how do you feel, Elder Swole, mm-hmm. about middle class congregants in an inner city setting? Middle class congregants. Don't you, you like that be, I just dropped the word congregant? Yeah. I, I always want the truth. I always want the truth. So I would say... I really don't feel, I'll just give you the first thing that comes to mind. Like, I really don't feel, um, I don't feel like any way, really. Mm, More Um, neutral. Yeah, like probably more more neutral. Um, I feel like it's it's good that could be had, you know, good that uh, could be done with, um, you know, middle class, uh, you know, people in the church, uh, in this community. Yeah, I feel like reframing it. Maybe let's think cultural outsiders and cultural insiders. How do we define those? Yeah, and and actually even with that though, you could be a cultural insider and become middle class. Mm. You know, we've got people in our church who are cultural insiders. They grew up in the neighborhood and uh, they've been able to do well financially in their middle class. But here's the other thing. This is a complex conversation. Yeah. Because there are middle-class folks from the context who are the hardest people to keep in the context. Right. You know what I'm that saying? So, so we could talk about middle-class cultural outsiders coming into the context, but we can also talk about the challenge of middle-class cultural insiders, insiders staying in the context. Does that make sense? Yeah. Both and. So what are we even talking about what are we here? Talking so that, about? that second, the, the second point. Mm-hmm. So you know I was on my way leaving Baltimore City before I found the Garden Church. Because you got middle class and you said, I'm out. I was about, yeah. We were really close to to to, uh, to leaving on our way to Pennsylvania. But you changed that, man. Well, I didn't change it. Well, the good Lord through you changed Praise, Praise God. He's like, right. I was merely a vessel. But no, like, yeah. what I mean is so like, you know, when I heard, and not to go too far off on the tangent, but um, I remember it was like one sermon I think it might have been the first the first Sunday that we came to the garden and you were preaching. I know you were preaching through the gospel of Matthew, but some part of your sermon was just talking about like being intentional and like living mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And that just changed it. Changed it for That's us. how That's quick it flipped. No, for real. Like, yeah. Because I just never was like That's interesting. confronted like, with that. You know, I've talked life. to a lot of people about staying in the, in the city, staying in the, in the neighborhood. I don't remember really talking to you about that. I remember you telling me that you guys were going to be going, moving to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I remember another conversation shortly thereafter. And you're like, yeah, we're actually uh, staying here and moving even closer, you know, a yeah. mile closer to where our church is rooted. So. Which is sweet. Yeah, I met you that day. Just you're like, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should talk about it, talk about it this way. We've got... Let's let's define our, yeah, our the categories. We need to define those words. 
cultural insiders, people from the community mm-hmm. or, or the context, maybe, maybe from a different city, but, but, but you know, context. you know, the context, you know, the community of, mm-hmm. uh, of our neighborhood, um, cultural outsiders, people who are not from here. Yeah. All right. And then you've got, uh, people who are middle-class and not middle-class, you know, mm-hmm. um, people who, who are more working class or poverty and, uh, and those, those categories can overlay cultural insiders and cultural outsiders and create unique challenges. Yes. And then we have cultural insiders who um, don't want to stay in the context. Let's talk about that first. What's, what are some of the reasons and challenges for a cultural insider, middle-class person who uh, I don't, not just, I don't want to stay there, but, but when we think about them being in our church or our kind of ministry, a church plant in, in an inner city setting or a church in an inner city setting. What are the challenges that you're going to be facing with a cultural insider, middle-class individual? The desire to get out. Yeah. Just like everything that comes with living in the inner city, like the violence, the drugs and stuff. I think the natural response is to like want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm born and raised in Baltimore city. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a part of me sometimes today that's like, man, like I'm, like tired of being here mm-hmm. or want to leave. You yeah. know what I mean? So I can, I can see people wanting to, you know, almost kind of wanting to like find something better or wanting to experience, you know, a, a different part yeah. of life that's not uh, marked by these things, drugs, yeah. violence, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And I think we've got to have an honest conversation where we do say it is a different type of hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have to consider the cost. Yeah. It's a different type of hard. Yeah. Uh, you could go to the suburbs and obviously all the problems still follow you, but exactly. it is a different type of hard. Yeah. Um, living in the city, just like there'd be a different type of hard in a rural exactly. context. So I think, you know, yeah, like you were saying, Eric, I mean, there's days where you'd like to not have open drug trade, right. you know, yeah. on a megaphone outside your block, right? <laughs> Right. Um, and there's days where you consider the cost and you say, this yeah. is this is what I'm I'm worth. So, I mean, one, mm-hmm. one of the things would probably be, I've lived here my whole life. You've said that a bunch of times and sometimes you just want a reprieve. Yeah. Even though that reprieve will probably be longer than a bit if you yeah. just think, I just want to get out for a bit. I don't yeah. know if you'll ever come back. <laughs> right. I think some, some things, a cultural insider who, uh, some of the things that they might face, I'm thinking like, uh, the food desert, grocery stores, um, healthcare, uh, gym amenities. And I, I feel like as a cultural outsider who's trying to be an insider, um, those are things that I maybe have tasted and have experienced and, and, and had a good good experience with. And so I feel like I can bear with a lot more having known, oh, this has not been my life um, necessarily. And I think a cultural insider says, you know, I've, I've been going to, you know, I've, I've been looking at the disparities among healthcare. I've, I've been living in this food desert for 20 plus years. I've looked at the lack of resources for my kids. You know, I want more greenery and trees present because I've endured this and I've seen the impact that it's made on me. I don't want this anymore. And so that might be reasons of uh, some of the, the things someone might deal with is just like, this is normal life to me and I no longer want different aspects of everyday life to be this level of normal. Yeah, so certainly challenges for somebody who's from 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 the context, but middle class. But but you know, I, I talk to guys all around the country, and one of the things that I often hear, my buddy uh, Malcolm in Detroit was recently talking to me about this, is just how important it is for folks to stay in the context. 
um, how there's just got to be, I mean, there is something beautiful about it. Like I, I feel like so, so often we almost talk about the hardships too much mm-hmm. and forget the beauty of mm-hmm. doing life together and just, just be living li- our life on mission together, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. and, um, and to, to sort of catch that vision and say, no, no, this actually is better than the green grass and the picket fence. It really is. Um, because our worth is not in what we own, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. we can be on mission and, and be about something that's beautiful and good, you know. So, so there's a sense in which I think what we're saying here is is the challenge for middle class insiders is for them to catch that vision mm-hmm. and to see that as beautiful and to confront. I think the American dream that we've all pursued. That sounds right. it sounds so loaded as I say it because I get it. Like I want nice things, but it's changing what nice things are. <laughs> Yeah, uh, your perspective of oh, this community outweigh. That's right. Me being able to drive into a two door garage. That's right. That's right. I've somehow we've somehow equalized those sometimes. All right, so let's turn the corner here. Yeah. Uh, middle class cultural outsiders. Let's let's talk about that. Somebody comes in, they're not from here, uh, aka myself. All right. Um, now I would fall into more of like a I, I didn't grow up middle class. Grew up more probably working class. I don't know what you would call it. We weren't categorically middle class. So there's a sense in which I can, res- I, I, I find myself on an island sometimes. I don't really resonate with middle class folks, yeah. but I'm also not from here. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm a cultural outsider. Here I am. Um, but then let's just broaden it beyond me. In our, in our church um, and in probably a lot of cities, you're going to get people that are here for a program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They came schooling. for a job, schooling. Yeah. You know, some of them come from very privileged backgrounds. And some of them, uh, they'll, they'll find our church because they want to be part of a church uh, that's just a healthy church preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. Others find our church because they uh, don't live too far away from it. You know, but for yeah. whatever reason they're here, are they helpful are they unhelpful? And by the way, they're listening to this podcast. Actually, they might not be. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, are they helpful? Are they unhelpful? How do we think about middle-class cultural outsiders in this kind of work? Can they be effective? Yeah, I think they can be effective. I guess it would go back to like, like what are your reasons for wanting to- All right, so let's talk about in. that. What would be some of the challenges they would have? So I think uh, one would be, especially if, um, let's say if they, um, you know, don't live, I guess they drive, you know, uh, from the, drive into the context and they Mm -hmm. live like far away. I think one of the challenges would be, um, I guess, like relating to the people that live like Mm -hmm. in this context. So not only are they a cultural outsider, but they also are a neighborhood outsider. Yeah. And it makes it even more challenging for them to- be part of the ministry yeah, in this cause, neighborhood because the people in this neighborhood they might only see you on what once a week on a Sunday, and they probably think like, "Well, well, you just here just for for church. You're not really invested." Which in, could be know. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not really you know invested in like our neighborhood and you know like the seeing like change you know with the people um, in this neighborhood. We only see you you know once a week. Mm-hmm. And I think people in this neighborhood, in these like type of contexts, they they almost look at people like that as kind of like politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, a politician you only see them maybe during voting season, and for that, they don't really yeah, for and just, for an op, 
Right. Like a, a news op or exactly, a yep. photo op. A little photo op, yep. And I think people see right through that stuff. Yeah. So there's a lack of distrust, you know. Mm-hmm. So so in our church, you know, we've we we we've never turned somebody away because of you know, their class or the, yeah. where, where they live. Right, I, right. I mean, we want to disciple people. Exactly. We live in that tension of like, yeah. we want to make disciples of all people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to trust whoever God gives us. But at the same time, uh, there could be a, a challenge of um, a church. There could be a challenge for that individual to have an impact as there's, there, there's already so much distrust in the mm-hmm. community yeah. and toward outsiders, yeah. you know, and so why are you here? Yeah, and even I'd say being an outsider and then what happens when you are in the neighborhood, I think that there's a different response to how you greet people and what you do when you walk out of your car and some of those little nuances of like, Mm -hmm. how do you affirm dignity? Um, You know, if someone gets out of their car and they're, I mean, I I don't think this is any of our members, but in general, like they seem like they're very fearful. I think the neighborhood reads Those people don't come back. They actually don't. Mm-hmm. We we kind of yeah. we know we're like oh okay. Yeah. Here's where I have in our members classes pushed back. Uh, I, actually, every time we do a member membership class, I'll tell people like, hey, um, we would in- invite you and we want to encourage you to to live and remain in the community. Um, and uh, you know, if for whatever reason you can't, you know, yeah. you live somewhere else, maybe you already own a home, you're established, maybe uh, whatever. If you can't. Um, if you, if you would not live here because you think the neighborhood is like, ooh, disgusting or scary or, you know, I can't, you know, I, I'm just not comfortable in that neighborhood, then I would say this church is just not going to be the best church for you. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so for that reason, I think everybody that has joined our church, I, can, I really believe that they've all get the mission they you know they they may or may not be all living uh in the neighborhood but they um they've counted the cost and they understand like uh we are integrating ourselves into this community yeah and the good and the bad in the middle right all right, let's get to the positive stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so certainly there's going to be challenges for middle-class outsiders and middle-class insiders, but uh, let's just be positive. What are some things that uh, we might encourage people to do to think through as, as it relates to being a, a middle-class person in our context? I think one would be to live intentional in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. If possible. Yeah. Yeah. If possible. The, yep. And I like, you, I like, Eric, how you say intentionally, because it's possible to live in the neighborhood. You know, it's possible right. to get an apartment here, get a house here, but then do all of Everything my socializing else. everywhere yeah. else. You know, I... Um, uh, Your friends come from out of town or I'm not shooting people visiting. I'm not trying to shoot at that. But like, you, you're, not, you're not outside. You're never actually integrating yeah. yourself right. in the neighborhood. You just have the property of land right. there. You but go to these fancy to- coffee shops to get your coffee. I feel attacked. Yeah. You don't go to Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. I said that intentionally for yeah, stuff. I feel very attacked as I sip my real <laughs> sedity cup of coffee. Right but for now. real though, I mean like, we, we should be thinking about like, hey, if I'm going to uh, get some donuts, um, I could go to Dunkin' Donuts uh, outside of the neighborhood, or I could walk through the neighborhood to Pennsylvania Avenue. There's a little donut spot in the market, mm-hmm. and I could get donuts from that spot. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like we could really think about the intentionality. Yeah. But we've talked a lot about living intentionally. So we've done What that. else? Mm, 
I think you have to stay focused on the uh, on the context. What do you mean by that? So I think everything um, that that we do, right, it, ha- it has to happen like in the neighborhood. So um, whether that be like our midweek Bible studies, um, in small, uh, I mean, in home small groups. Maybe the way that we think about our outreach opportunities and, and worship ministries. I will say one of the positives is living here being, I think I'm deemed, I would be deemed a cultural outsider. Yeah. It's very clear because when people come into the office, a couple of things, they usually remind me of my cultural outsideness. So um, I think one of the things is using unique opportunities. A couple of things is people are always asking, why are you here as an outsider? And so that is a gospel opportunity to actually preach the right message and to proclaim the right gospel. But another um, benefit is too, like uh, using networks, you know, being able to be from somewhere else means you have different networks of job opportunities. You have mm-hmm. friends from different places. You know of different resources. Sources. You also know a different way of thinking. Just, just while it's on my mind, some of the, some additional struggles, and I don't want to belabor the struggles piece, but some of the additional struggles could be hospitality of just being willing to have your uh, home open uh, throughout the week, as opposed to a sort of a middle class value of, you know, on my invite, uh, or also being a quarrelsome person, you know, wanting to. Um, fight for our middle-class values as opposed to being kind of open-handed with some of our, our values and, and recognizing that we don't have some kind of cultural superiority. But, but that hasn't really been so much my experience with church members in our church. You know, the, the middle-class members that we do have, I think have joined in all of the ways that we're really talking about here mm-hmm. in ways that really integrate themselves well into the ministry and then seek to use all of their unique opportunities as a gift uh, to the church and to the people that the church is ministering to. So job network and uh, training opportunities that they've had that they can pass on to others and uh, volunteering for various programs and helping with our after school stuff and Mm -hmm. just so many ways that, uh, that a middle class individual can say, hey, my middle class status isn't a problem, yeah. but it's actually a matter of stewardship. Yeah. So how can I steward all of my background, all of my training, all of my resources in such a way that blesses the least of these? And I think that's really the framework here is whether you're poor, middle class, yeah. rich, whatever, mm-hmm. everything's a matter of stewardship, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So are you going to take care of what yeah. you've been given? Like you're not right. bad because of the class you come from. That's right. It's a matter of stewardship. So how do we steward who we are and all the opportunities that we've had to be a blessing, to make disciples for Jesus? Mm. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.